0: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member FDSE. hi i'm nicole goodman and i'm lauren Mishkin. every tuesday we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results and on friday we're back in the
1: studio to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news interviews emails from our wonderful
0: listeners and the self-care book club welcome back to self-care club wellness road tested the epilogue show Hi and welcome to Friday's Epilogue Show where we are taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of the law of attraction.
1: Hello, Lauren. Okay. No, let me do that again. <laughs> Hello, Lauren. That's one of your weird. One do, of your weird I words. don't know why I do that. Hi, Lauren. So come on, Lauren. if you come across any more studies or research on law of attraction? We want some hardcore stuff here.
0: Oh, there is so much. There is so much. There is science uh, behind the whole idea of manifestation there's research by a Dr. Carol Dweck who is the author of the best-selling book Mindset uh, she shows that believing you can do something makes it more likely you will successfully do it meaning that our beliefs about our ability to learn grow and succeed aka our growth mindset can indeed affect whether we effectively manifest what we desire mm. and importantly this research actually suggests that if we truly believe that we can achieve something we're more willing to do the hard work to achieve it so this is in contrast to law of attraction style manifestation which suggests that just believing alone is enough to bring it bring it about Ultimately, this science says that our beliefs bring about the behaviors that lead to the outcomes that we desire. Makes sense, right? Yeah. The actual
1: science behind all of this is confirmation bias. So as human beings, we have a limited amount of attention for all the stuff going on around us. Therefore, whether we realize it or not, and usually not, we are always choosing what we pay attention to. The confirmation bias is the human mind's tendency to notice and pay more attention to objects and experiences that match its pre-existing thoughts and beliefs. It does this for the simple reason that it is biologically economical and efficient. So we've all experienced confirmation mm. bias a million times. You've probably just never realized it before. Let's say, for example, a close friend breaks your trust and you have a huge fight. Suddenly you find yourself thinking back and noticing all sorts of shady and questionable behavior from your friend that you never noticed or thought about before. Yeah, Things that you can't believe you overlooked or you missed. I think people find this a lot in romantic relationships don't they when they break up
0: yes they do
1: right so you suddenly see it very differently absolutely but before all of that because you trusted your friend or your boyfriend you didn't notice them you didn't really want to see it so now that you don't trust them Mm. you notice a long trail of red flags Essentially, the idea behind manifesting is an attempt to leverage the confirmation bias to one's advantage. The idea is that if you're constantly thinking positive thoughts about yourself, you will begin to notice little things in your experiences that confirm these beliefs, and then that helps them come true. On the other hand, if you're constantly thinking negative feelings about yourself, the negative feedback in your environment will also stand out to you, making you feel worse. So it's basically what you what you yeah. focus on grows where you put your attention you will get back. As I always say to my children, yes. if you look for bad things you will find bad things. If you look for good things you will find good things. Absolutely, absolutely. Give us some downsides to this because we we'd like to give both sides of the coin here, don't we? So come on, what are the downsides to manifesting or law of attraction?
0: So one concern that psychologists have with ideas like manifesting is that it doesn't take into account people whose thoughts can just be inherently negative. So people with anxiety, depression or other mental health diagnoses. Overestimating the power of one's thoughts, which is a symptom of OCD, uh, can actually be very dangerous to people who already have anxiety disorders. But potentially it might even be enough to start those symptoms happening in someone who originally doesn't have them. Um, And that's according to a cognitive neuroscientist called Rhiannon Jones. Even if manifesting doesn't present a serious mental health problem, there is also the fact that positive thinking alone will not actually change your circumstances. And in fact, it might do the opposite. So there are decades of scientific research and dozens of studies proving that often positive thinking actually can just make us more complacent. um, And therefore, it's less likely that we're going to make the effort to achieve our goals. We discussed that mm. on the main show, didn't we? That is, yeah. that is one concern
1: of mine. And I do hear this a lot in my mm. coaching practice. People mm. say, oh, but if I believe in myself, or if I believe I can do that, then I won't be as driven to go and get it. That is an actual fear of people's. Yes. But I think that can
0: be a little bit counterintuitive. What do you think? Oh, it is it is hard because I, I think what we said at the beginning is right. I think if you're focused on something, you're likely to start picking up in a positive way all the confirmation bias. You're like, you know, let's say, as we said on the show, you want a particular job in an area. Your ears Are going to be open to stuff that's happening around that and you're going to manifest it for yourself. But I think sitting around just going, Yeah, it's fine. The universe is going to bring it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It may not. Yeah. It may not.
1: I like the research that suggests that if you think about something that you want, you're more likely to go and make the steps towards getting it. That to me makes logical sense. Yeah. 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 yeah,
0: it's a bit like when you've never heard a song before and then suddenly you just hear it everywhere. It's because, or a word, you know, you're suddenly what about, attuned what about when you think of it. someone,
1: they they just pop into your head and then all of a sudden you see Which them. Which was
0: exactly what happened in my week, last week, when I saw my friend on the road when I was driving yes. home. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That yeah. is law yeah. of attraction at its finest. Yeah. Yeah Is manifesting absurd, dangerous could it even be a moral? There is an argument to say that it's intellectually misguided to put these ideas forth, that it is some kind of magical thinking. The secret tends to resonate with young, well-educated urban dwellers, partly just because this generation came of age during the whole self-esteem movement and the idea that just because you're you, you can do anything. The secret kind of hooks into all that and the idea that all that matters is your perception of the world around you. It can be a little bit egotistical Um, and doctors have weighed in on this. And just to give some clarity to that, The
1: Secret is the book that was written by Rhonda Byrne, bestseller, sold all over the world, talking about how to manifest and law of attraction. It's uh, one of the most famous
0: books on this
1: very topic.
0: It is. And doctors have kind of waded in on this as well. Gilbert Ross, who is the Executive Director and Medical Director of the American Council on Science and Health, says, Studies show that people that are optimistic do tend to do better than people with a pessimistic outlook. But the secret doesn't sound kosher to me, he said. I don't believe it. There's no scientific basis for these effects. Those who try to convince people who are suffering from various diseases, most of whom are desperate and would link to any offer of help, no matter how far-fetched, are doing a terrible disservice, he says. One cannot hope a sunny disposition will replace appropriate medical evaluation and care. It doesn't, but it must aid it. It,
1: I mean, we spoke about this Def- on the motion. Yeah. It must help. Yeah, it
0: does. I, 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 totally, I totally agree. I think a positive outlook helps in every single yes. aspect of your life. And how can it not help when you're feeling unwell? But I think it's the level at which people are pinning positive outlook on a recovery and nothing else. There's a great doctor who who operates a a website called (laughs) quackwatch.com. I mean, love it. Uh, It's a website devoted to exposing quackery and health fraud. And he says there is, yeah, he says there's no evidence that thinking can modify disease other than occasional relaxation exercises. Thoughts have nothing to do with physics. We're talking about a concept of energy that cannot be measured. The energy involved in physics can be measured in a number of different ways, he stresses. There is nothing real about what they are talking about. They're talking about imaginary energy. The the idea of a secret remedy is a classic quack claim. No, I don't agree with that.
1: I know he's a doctor, but that's just his opinion and I completely disagree. Energy is what makes the world go round. We are energy. Everything you see is energy. The whole world consists of energy. How uh, How can that not impact
0: how we live and our experience? It's not possible. I think a lot of doctors do believe in energy, actually. And I think a lot of doctors, you know, there is a strong link between art and science. And I think a lot of doctors do do believe in that. I think for me, as I said on the main show, it's just, it's a very fine line between being sensible and responsible and yes. being positive. And that's, I think you just, all, you, ha- really?
1: you, you, have, you do have to be sensible and responsible and mm. it's not, a one-size-fits-all cure for everything. Um, But it absolutely does help you live life better. No doubt about Mm. it.
0: How are you feeling since our week of manifestation? Yeah, I feel good. I'm still checking out my vision board. Um, Mm -hmm. Still,
1: I was doing it before and I will continue to do it because I find it a very positive way to approach my life. Um, mm-hmm. and so it, it, it works for me and it will continue to work for me. It's definitely a part of my life. What about you?
0: Yes. Uh, still have my vision board, still looking at it. Um, I manifested myself a pair of shoes explain uh there was a new colorway of birkenstock i cannot stop wearing them i'm really sorry i, w- I was like th- that Why person sorry? who was like you can come over but not in-. because i was that person who was very judgy of the whole birkenstock brigade and now <laughs> i feel like i can't wear another shoe but anyway a new pair came out in this amazing watermelon color completely sold out in my size everywhere and then i spoke to my friend who's very into manifesting and she said that for certain stuff she just keeps tabs open on on her phone, rather than has it on a physical vision board. So I just kept the tab open on my phone. Lo and behold, forty-eight hours later, email in, it's back in your size, and I got them, and I'm wearing them.
1: I, I mean, listen, I'm a big believer in manifesting, as you know. Is that yeah. manifesting? Is that manifesting? I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm saying yes.
1: You're putting it under yes. the manifesting I in my vision I am. Have I told you that about my puppy? That I manifested my puppy? Yes. Have I told you and on the I show? And I totally
0: believe that. No, you haven't said it on
1: the show. Tell us okay. on the show. So the story goes that we were thinking about getting a puppy and it was in absolute deep, dark depths of lockdown and puppy, everyone was buying puppies. So there was waiting lists for puppies. You're talking a year, two years, three years. Yeah. And I just knew that our puppy was going to fall into our laps and there was no way you you know how impatient I am there was no way I was waiting
0: no but you said to me you were like I'm not looking this puppy's just gonna happen you actually said it I just knew it I remember I just knew that the
1: right puppy would find us I knew I wouldn't have to wait two years for a bleeding puppy um and Next thing I know, my friend, uh, emails me a picture of this puppy and says, oh, my sister's friends just got this puppy and it's a whole litter and there's two going spare. Do you want her number? And I literally <laughs> called this woman up, went to get, went the next day, picked my little Miley Moo Moo face and here she is in my house and just the best thing in the whole entire world. And literally every day I tell her I manifested you. I absolutely manifested you. And if you ask anyone now that wants to get a of poo, I
0: love <laughs> there are wait
1: lists everywhere. You love what? What do you love? <laughs>
0: I lo- I'm, I'm laughing because I love the way you said they were going spare, like it was like <laughs> I ordered too many potatoes. When in fact, Miley actually was like the price of a small car. So I love the fact that she was just going spare. No, what I mean is Like this a kilogram of of Jersey Royals. This, oh, you
1: can't you cannot put my my little moomoo face and a jersey roll together in the same sentence no but this particular breeder who's kind of came out of nowhere she doesn't run on waiting lists because I had two days before that email yeah. came into my inbox I had phoned four or five breeders that all said to me just contact me in May we're not breeding yet and, and by the way there's a wait list and I just thought no sod you all. Well, I'm not doing that mm. and I didn't have to Anyway, she's here now and I love her. And here she is. Oh, I love her.
0: She's the best thing. (laughs) One of the best things that ever happened to me. She's the best. She is very, very pretty. She's (laughs) a very pretty girl. She is. Let's get on to what our listeners have to
1: say. Well, it was a bit strange this week, Lauren, because I asked our, our followers on Instagram what their thoughts were on manifesting. And honestly, we normally yeah. have such an amazing response about any question that I throw out there or any topic. We had like three mm. people reply. What? Yeah. What's that's that about? weird. It is weird. Um, and I was really curious as to why people aren't open to the conversation of manifesting. And that's what I really wanted to discuss mm. here.
0: Gosh. Do you think they didn't understand manifesting? And did you say manifesting law of attraction or did you say both? I think I said manifesting. Do you think people maybe didn't know what that was? Do you think it was
1: an error in my question perhaps? Or do you think it's just a topic people don't want to talk about?
0: Gosh, I don't know because I actually think that people love talking about the law of attraction and serendipity. I think that is like a big it's a it's conversation a, it is a big conversation but it wasn't on our instagram
1: feed at the weekend how so interesting it is interesting isn't it perhaps i didn't do a poll which i normally do a poll that leads oh. into the questions maybe that's why i okay. don't know get in touch let us know why you don't want to talk about manifesting or if you don't know what it is or wow. any thoughts that you have on it we would love to know wouldn't we yeah i would love to know i'd love some really good law of attraction stories yeah, we'll ask for some good law of attraction stories. That's a good idea. I should have done that. I should
0: have done that. Okay. Well, there is still time. It's it, there is no end. It, it can carry on. This this whole subject can carry on rolling throughout the spring. Yes, and actually, something I thought
1: about was that a lot of the time after we've recorded, after we've released the main show and and the epilogue show, about two or three weeks later, mm. because not everybody listens immediately, do they? Because you know our shows can be listened to whenever you like. They're busy, and we. Yeah. (laughs) And they're busy. Um, And often people come in with different questions about different topics that we've done that we aren't necessarily doing that week. And I love that we can bring that here. Mm. So we're very open to talking about any of the practices that we've tried and what people's thoughts are. It doesn't have to be of that week, does it?
0: No, absolutely. Uh, I had an email in from Leanne. She says, Well, she asks actually, do we think that being playful or playing is part of self-care? Good
1: question. It's a great question. Um, Brene Brown talks about being playful a lot in the realms of creativity. And she says that it is, I can't remember the, the statistics, but it's very low in how people consider play. They... They undermine it Mm. all the time. And she says it's an incredibly important part Mm. of your lifestyle. And it's an incredibly important part of creativity. Mm. So if you are in a creative job and you don't have play in your life, then you're not going to be able to get your creative juices flowing as much as they should.
0: Interesting. Well, I mean, do you play how much play is in your life? Do you know not enough? And I, I, th- I wish there was more and I do think there is something kind of a bit Oh, I don't really know how to phrase it, but there is something about kind of being a mum and running a house where that whole playful side and being playful does kind of disappear. It just yes. kind of doesn't exist in your life anymore. Yes, and I do. I find myself playing with Josh, not in the sense of like playing a game, but you know, at bedtime, I do do some <laughs> proper playing. Like I pretend to be something else, and I like do dances, and I like do you funny. <laughs> you know, like I play like. <laughs> Like I'm four, basically, <laughs> you know, we, we play because it makes him laugh. And then that makes me laugh. And, you know, you're just kind of free to be very, very silly. And, and my husband does it as well with him. They do, they do what's called characters. So he's made up like this whole host of different characters with all these different voices and personalities. And then Josh will say, do Hank, do Margarita, do whoever. And then he does the character. So, and I think they both, they both enjoy that. So I, I do think it's important to play. I do it's, think it's but a part it's of interesting self-care. that the area that you talked about
1: play in your life involves your eight year old son. Yeah, and I'm exactly the same. I can play with my ten year old, and we often do that at bedtime as well. We always play some sort of game, um, and it, I'm talking like a three minute game to you yeah, know yeah. just yeah. like Mummy, yeah. think of what's your favorite color, and think of a letter that begins with you know all that kind of thing. Um, yes, yeah. But I don't think I have any play outside of my kids, and I think that's that yeah. really needs addressing, actually. I agree. Yeah. I think we should do maybe a week of play. We should definitely do a week of play. Absolutely. But but it's such an enormous subject. What would you play? Oh, I, <laughs> I don't,
0: don't, I, don't, don't even, <laughs> I don't even think I know how to play. Well, maybe we need to relearn.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Leanne. That's a really really great question. So that hmm. is our manifesting law of attraction week in full. Thanks for being in touch. Um keep your messages coming in uh you can email us hello at selfcareclub.co.uk find us on instagram at selfcareclubpod where a lot of our conversation goes on there uh we're going to take a short break and we will see you back here for our wellness news flash and our self-care gone wrong <laughs>
0: Hello, I'm Clive Anderson, and my Seven Wonders is my podcast, where I sit down with some fascinating guests and ask them
1: one simple question. If you could pick your own Seven Wonders of the World, what would they be? The guests' choices lead us to some interesting tales, whether it's Omid Jalili being stopped by New York Customs. They brought me in for the interview. They said, so what are you doing? I'm doing a show with Whoopi Goldberg. And the guy said,
0: I'm doing a show with Whoopi Goldberg, as if you are. And I said, excuse me? I am. That's why I'm going there. He's doing a show with Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't believe my ears.
1: Olivia Lee, eating £120 apples at Sogo House.
0: I mean, it is hideously expensive. If I'm just going there once and taking an apple, it's the most expensive apple you'll ever eat.
1: Or David Badil talking about his dad's dementia. The other thing he could remember are his regular insults. So still, when you leave my dad, if you say I'm off, he will say you've been off for years. And it's it's really comforting <laughs> that he can still abuse you in this weird... forget the Taj Mahal and the lighthouse of Alexandria the wonders of the world we talk about are much more unique listen to my seven wonders now on your favorite podcast app my seven wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stakhanov production So self-care gone wrong. In this new segment, we get to hear from you guys, or maybe perhaps something that's gone wrong in mine and Lauren's life, or any questions that you may have for me and Lauren in terms of self-care going a little bit haphazard. Uh, We'll do our best to answer or have a discussion about it.
0: And Lauren, I believe you've got our self-care gone wrong this week. I have. it's, It's short and sweet. It's it's from Anonymous and it is one woman's experience with what turned out to be the very intense original source mint shower gel. Do you know this shower gel? Probably not because you haven't got boys. It's uh it's green, bright green. It's in a bottle about 40 centimetres high. Yes, I've, seen it. I've high. seen it. Yes. Uh, so this is her experience. It Actually, it went viral. Um, after she ran out of her usual shower gel and innocently reached for this product and suddenly took a th- things took a turn for the worse I washed my arms and shaved underneath them I washed my neck breast stomach and back thus far it had been a positively first class bathing experience (laughs) and then and then oh dear god my vagina was ablaze some 12 hours later my front bottom has finally calmed down though may well be suffering from as yet unconfirmed PTSD (laughs) my my eyes have eventually stopped watering so in the interest of public safety I thought i would pen you this missive I'm sorry oh, i dear. don't understand have i missed something why is her she, well it was minty i think it It was minty it was too minty on the vag i think that's that was the experience that she had it was a blaze it was a blaze i mean i did think as mint, she said
1: that was kind of like my first thought that perhaps you shouldn't stick it down there probably
0: not <laughs> she only had herself to blame <laughs>
1: That's not something that you would uh, recommend for your clients, is it, Lauren? Oh, oh
0: gosh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wellness News Flash. So, have you got... A wellness newsflash for us this week. What's going on in the world of wellness? I do. This is courtesy of Women's Agenda.
1: Women are adding self-pleasure to their self-care handbook. Now, I know we've discussed this on the show before, but I think that Mm. the fact that this conversation is normalizing more and more every day, which I think is great. So I just wanted to bring a newsflash to complement that. Mm. So throughout the pandemic, silent vibrator sales have skyrocketed and the market of sex toys for women is Booming. We have covered this, as I said on the show many before. We the have. Industry is growing and normalizing, thanks to people like Gwyneth Paltrow jumping on board with her brand Goop and Cara Delvine, who recently became co-owner and creative advisor of Laura DiCarlo, a manufacturer of a very high-end vibrator. It's a market that is finally listening to the needs of women rather than the ideals of the porn industry. So, for instance, the writer of this article became acquainted with Zalo's new clitoral vibrator, Bess, which is so aesthetically beautiful that it may as well sit on a mantelpiece, which is about bloody time, don't you think, Lauren? So... As a leading tech company, Zalo is focused on removing stigmas associated with sexual pleasure for some women who still think of masturbation as taboo. The beautiful designs that aren't traditionally and often worryingly phallic help those who carry shame, often triggered by religion or culture. In India, for example, the pandemic has seen 65% surge in the sale of sex toys. But while the demand for sexual wellness products is high, the sale and purchase of such products still carries a significant cultural taboo. On the 14th of February this year, a store in Goa launched as the country's first official brick-and-mortar sex shop, but a month on, it has already been forced to close after local governments said it wouldn't allow such activities. Sadly, female masturbation in many conservative mm. countries and even in countries as progressive as Australia is still viewed as the most stigmatized aspect of sex, despite it being completely normal. In fact, it is actually very good for us, with female self-pleasure being repeatedly linked to lower levels of stress anxiety, and a better night's sleep. But in the same way that women are calling time on many structural barriers facing them right now, we're also calling time on sexual shame. There's a growing movement on social media with people and companies speaking out about the double standards applied to women when it comes to masturbation. It's widely accepted, for instance, that men throughout their lives will engage in self-exploration and self-pleasure with conversations starting at a young age. But when it comes to females, the subject is largely off the table. Thankfully, the sex-positive feminist movement has paved the way for more women to normalize discussion around masturbation and apply similar language as what's used in the wellness industries brands like audio sex app Furley, a digital space for women to explore what pleasure means to them provides a good example As the industry evolves, women are being embraced into the world of self-pleasure because the simple truth is this. Women masturbate as much as men and derive as much enjoyment from doing so. Now we just need to get better at shouting it from the rooftops and the world needs to get better at hearing it.
0: Hmm. I do wonder if there is a correlation between uh, spending like 300 pounds on these designer vibrators and then that kind of being less rude. Do you know what I mean? It's like when they look like art and you can say I've spent £300 rather than like 14 99 on a pink dildo from Anne Summers, is that somehow Why like it carry... it's more acceptable? Why? Why? Is it more elitist? Because it, yes, because it becomes like a desirable item rather than something sort of cheap and tawdry. The problem is,
1: is that the conversation around it – it is shifting, but it needs to shift quicker. Like, why is it just a known fact that men masturbate and that's okay, and it's something that all men do all the time? But when a woman talks about it, it's suddenly considered not wrong, but a bit seedy and a bit secretive and a bit taboo. And like, it's not. And then I just start. I wanted to have a discussion with my friends about this at the weekend, mm. and I said to them, like oh, I'm doing a newsflash on this. And I just thought it's not something that we discuss. Why is that? And my best friend said, I'd love to discuss it. Let's discuss it more. And I said, really? And she said, yeah. I said, but but why don't we discuss it? And she said, I don't know. It just never comes up in conversation. I mean, is it something that you discuss with your girlfriends?
0: No, and I think that's generational. But I think the generation below us, the girls in their 20s, I think it's a whole different thing. And I think they also have a different attitude. They're much more open, and i think the reason why it's not discussed and it's kind of still a taboo thing is because our sexuality is not supposed to be our own we are only the uh, you know we are only the objects of desire yes. for men's yes. sexuality yes it's something that w- we're supposed to kind of what put up with put we're, out we're decorative yes yeah. yes we're the so decoration I think, yes. yeah the thought of us being interested sexually in our own right it's happening but it's not happening with our generation of women well and i like girls below us and
1: i like that there's vibrators coming on the market that are more aimed at what women want not what we are expected to want or shamefully want so Mm. i think it's moving in a in a great direction yeah for sure but i will say that you and i have discussed this many times and how much we don't Mm. want to discuss our own Sex lives or our own sexuality on the show. It's not something either one of us are comfortable discussing. And I think that's just interesting in itself.
0: It is, but it's very exposing. And I do wonder the longer we do this show and the longer it rolls, if actually we'll get around there in the end. We'll We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But for now, for me, it's an intimate,
1: private thing and something I'm not willing to share. And that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. What have
0: you been doing for your own self care this week, Lauren? Oh, a lot of food stuff, mm. a lot of food-related things. Um, it has been uh, the Jewish festival of Passover, so there's been a lot of cooking going on in my house. <laughs> when I say a lot of cooking, I've been doing a lot of cooking. Um, I have a little metal tin with all my grandmother's recipes in that belonged oh, to her, sweet. all in her handwriting. Yes. And so every Passover, I always make cinnamon balls to her recipe. And that for me is just, it's just a lovely moment <laughs> of the year. It's just, bless you. Thank you. It's just one. <laughs> I uh, sneezed on it. It must be true. That's such a Jewish thing. Did your mom always
1: say that to you? Oh, she sneezed no, on it. It must my be true. My mom never
0: says that. My my, my oh, I think my grandma used to say it. It's a lovely kind of half hour where I kind of look at handwriting, cook her recipe. I do it, you know, I do it with Josh now. And that was, that was really nice. Um, I also went to the Selfridges food hall for more food related <laughs> fun. Then I had to remortgage my house. Was it, ni- <laughs> was it nice to be in Selfridges again? Not really, because it was all like, it was only the food bit that was open and it felt, still felt a bit Covidy. you know.
1: I used to work at Selfridges. Did you? Yeah worked there for it's a, a year store. Oh, it's, it's a, a lovely lovely store. store and I used to be able to go in an hour early and used to like stay for two hours after and I used to roam the floor two or was it floor three where all the women's stuff is And I used to just Ooh. walk around there on my own like with a friend it's, how
0: fabulous it was
1: fabulous it was fabulous
0: anyway cool um I've I've cut my social media time down. I don't know if you've noticed, I haven't really been around on Facebook and Instagram this week. Just hasn't been making me feel good. So I just thought, well, why am I doing it then? I'm yeah. not going to do it. Um, good for you. Can I just ask on that? Can yeah? we just unpick that Please. just a little bit? Because I think what yeah. you're pointing
1: to is really important and i think a lot of people struggle with this how did you figure out that
0: it wasn't making you feel good because i was scrolling and it was making me feel irritated and grumpy okay and annoyed and nothing good was coming from it okay and i just thought this is not this is not helping me this is not helping my mood this is not doing anything good for me this is actually making me feel bad. So what what why am I doing this yeah. to myself? It's utterly self-inflicted. Okay. So I just stopped and then I felt better. <laughs> um I've started a new book. It's called Conviction by Denise Mina. It's a thriller about a true crime podcast. Ooh. Ooh um and it's in reese witherspoon's um book club it's one of her book club picks so that is good and come on i have to have a tv recommendation but this one nicole it is so for you it is so for you i can't tell you who do we love the most andy cohen host of andy cohen he's you know that he's supposed to be my best friend don't you well Do you know that Andy Cohen has got a new TV series that is not Real Housewives? I I did hear this. Go on. What is it? It's called For Real, (laughs) The Story of Reality TV, and it is hosted by Andy, and he goes back... To day one, where they started with MTV Cribs and he takes the the story of reality TV right through. But he's interviewing the Kardashians, he's interviewing all the housewives. He it, it is it's just he's like done so gold. well for himself, yeah, Cohen, he has hasn't he? Love that love a bit of Angie boy. He's a lovely guy. But um anyway, it's a good show for you. I think you'll really like it. Okay, I'll check that out. Thank you. And what have you
1: been up to? Well, also a lot of TV recommendations. Stiesel Mm -hmm. is back. Stiesel is on Netflix and it's a drama about the Hasidic community in Jerusalem. It is, I always say it's like watching poetry. I've, I've only watched two episodes because I could binge this in one go. And I am eking this out because it is probably one of my favorite things to watch apart from Schitt's Creek. It is yeah it's beautiful it's raw it is it is slow and you just fall completely head over heels in love with the characters um and i can't recommend it enough. I just love it. So I'm so happy it's back. And I started watching The Bold Type. Have you seen that? I've never heard of it. It's on Netflix. It's And there's four seasons, I think it's yeah. four. And it's about three girls who work for a magazine in New York City called Scarlet. And one's a writer and one's a social media manager and one's an assistant. And it's just about their lives. And it's very sex in the city and it's very cool and it's very lighthearted and it's very pretty to watch. And it's just fantastic. Oh, great. I'm all over that. Yeah. Perfect. So also I'm still rolling my face, um, which I'm still oh. enjoying. And my self-care hasn't been fantastic. I'll be honest. I've been drinking a lot. What with Pesach and the Passover and there's just been more drinking cause I was a bit depressed that we couldn't have a proper Seder again, second one in a row. Yeah. And so I've been, yeah, I haven't, I didn't look after myself that much this weekend, but I'm back on it and that's okay. What about some podcast recommendations? You got anything for us? I haven't gotten any new ones for you this week. No. Have you got any? I have. I have found probably podcast porn, let's call it. I have found a whole genre of podcasts I never knew existed that are all about shits Creek. Can you believe it? (gasps) There's, oh. Yes. And there is one. And it's called Shit's Creek on set and it follows the cast and crew on the final season of season six. And it goes episode by episode. Yeah. And the two hosts break down the episode with everything that's been said and everything that's happened. And they cut it in with interviews from the cast. And you hear the beautiful Dan Levy and you hear uh, it is just wonderful. Absolutely Joyous, wonderful. I I had the most enormous smile on my face. I loved it. And I also listened to an amazing podcast on Deliciously Ella. I find her podcast so inspiring because it's all about health and wellness, obviously, and we're very into that. Um, mm mm-hmm. And this one, it was a few weeks ago. It's about uh, Dr. Chatterjee is talking and he's talking about wellness in general and how it's a 360 approach. And he talks about sleep. And I thought it was interesting because we've just done a podcast on sleep. Mm -hmm. And he said that a good night's sleep starts the minute you open your eyes in the morning, which I thought was very interesting. And he also said interesting, isn't it? If you are interested in sleep and you do suffer with your sleep, this is a really great podcast to go and listen to. And of course, ours, if you haven't listened to ours yet. Um, And he also says that studies show that if we have five hours of sleep of night, on average, you will eat 22% more calories the next day because you don't have the clarity of mind to make the choices that you really want for yourself. And he's had people coming in and out of his practice with weight problems for years and eating problems for years. And a lot of the time it's been down to their lack of sleep, not to do with their bad
0: diet. Isn't that amazing? We did say that on the show yeah. that you had a bigger waistline and women had bigger stomachs and I also think when you cuz when you're really tired you crave that sort of sugar kick, don't you to keep you going through the day. So yes, we 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 found that that was one of our findings in our sleep week. Yes. And I did actually
1: uh, after listening to this podcast and doing the podcast that we did on sleep I have been thinking yeah. more about my sleep because I took it totally for granted. And I'm thinking and I know we're not doing sleep anymore but I It's kind of sat with me and stayed with me. And I definitely want to try and get eight solid hours of sleep a night because I think that is the ultimate tool in wellness. Mm, I think you're right. Should we have a
0: little sneak peek into what we're doing next week then? Come on, share it with us, Lauren. We are going to be trying out a bit of music therapy and delving into the world of classical music. Can't wait.
1: It's going to be such a lovely week. Hmm. Thank you so much for listening to the epilogue show today. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back on Tuesday with the main show talking about classical music. Um, And if you want to email us and get in touch with anything you want to share, hello at selfcareclub.co.uk. Please feel free to go and write a review on Apple because that really does help us to keep growing. And we will be back in your ears on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Mm Bye-bye.